Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Power Man Podcast. My name is Rory Podcast. I am, as always, your humble host. I want to thank you for being here. Uh, our hit podcast uh, has uh, received international downloads at this point, and we are uh, growing and growing and growing. And I just want to thank everybody for sharing it and talking about it on social media and uh, interacting with us and, you know, helping us to get to this point. Uh, you folks are the reason that we are here and still going strong, and I appreciate it so very much. As we get rolling today, um, there's a few things that I want to talk about. And, uh, you know, the focus today really is is difficult conversations. And I think that um, that's something that needs to be, be discussed. <laughs> um, we avoid them as much as possible, I know, as parents, as fathers, as husbands. We try very hard not to um, have the difficult conversation whenever we can avoid it. But, you know, there's there are plenty of them that need to happen. And in particular, the conversations I want to address today uh, have to do with you as a father talking to your kids. And um, it's basically on two topics. Um, what they're going to do to get started with their lives and making sure that there's a good understanding and what they're going to do when you are done living your life and making sure that there's some understanding. Um, we'll deal with the last one first. A while ago, uh, years ago, actually, I had a short stint where I sold life insurance. And, um, you know, I had a lot of different sales, a lot of different clients that, um, you know, really made me fulfilled with what I was doing. And it really helped a lot of people. Um, in the time that I was doing it, someone actually did, unfortunately, pass away. And I was able to see um, the good that happened from having sold them some life insurance, the funds being dispersed to the family, um, you know, so on and so forth. However, during my stint of, uh, of doing that, I also ran into some, some interesting characters that had some very, uh, very one-sided ways of looking at, at that sort of thing. One guy in particular, and of course I won't name names or anything, and I didn't know him, wasn't a friend of mine or any kind of referral, just a, a you know, regular cold lead, uh, contacted us online, wanted some information, uh, so on and so forth. So I went out to, uh, to the house to, to talk to this particular gentleman and, uh, just the way he greeted me at the door, I was pretty sure that he actually wasn't the one who requested the information. It was his wife. <laughs> so, um, walked in, you know, set up, sat down at the table. Um, wife gave me a cup of coffee and we just started chatting um, without getting into a presentation or talking about numbers or anything else, the gentleman um, informed me pretty quickly that he had absolutely no intention of having any life insurance or any will or any plan or anything else like that for what happened when he was no longer with us. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, we're, we're in a, you know, decent house. You've got possessions. You, you've got a wife who, you know, cares enough about this sort of thing to have apparently 
you know, ask for more information on it. You've got two kids down the hall <laughs> that you just sent to the rooms so that we could chat. Um, and I asked them, I said, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. Obviously I, I'm not here to force anything on you, but, uh, what in the world's going to happen to your family after you're gone? And he looked me right in the eye and he said, not my problem. Not my problem. I've never wanted to punch somebody in the face so badly as I did right at that moment. The, the callous, cavalier way that this guy threw that out there um, hit me very hard. And, you know, I looked over at his wife and she literally had her head down and it couldn't look me in the eye and was just, it wasn't the first time she'd heard it. And I talked to him some more and I said, well, you know, what about, you know, covering the, the cost of your burial and stuff? You know, what are you going to do about that? And, uh, and he said, <laughs> I don't care. He said, I'm, I'm gone at that point. He said, I don't care what they do with me. They didn't just spend money putting me in a coffin and, you know, digging a hole and blah, blah, blah. He said, I don't care if they, you know, set my body on fire and throw it out the back door. <laughs> and I just looked at him and, and I paused him and I said, really? And he said, really? And, you know, after a few more attempts of trying to be decent, I said, well, I mean, you clearly do not have any concern about what happens to your family when you're gone. So... I really don't need to be here. And he said, nope, you really don't. Keep in mind, these people called me out to their house. <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, I didn't make it long in that business. This was a long time ago. I didn't make it long in that business because of that type of thing, you know. Um, but this is a conversation that we need to have. And, um, you know, I know it gets morbid and it's something that people don't want to talk about. But you need to have it, and you need to have it with your spouse, and you need to have it with your children. And it's one of those things where you have the conversation, you express your wishes about how you want things done, and, you know, where the policies are, and, uh, you know, where the money is, and what to do if, you know, anything happens. You make sure everybody understands. And then you get up from the table, and you go on with the, with the day, and, and you don't need to talk about it again. But if you don't talk about it, that's where things get nasty. That's where things get really ugly. And, um, you know, I look back on, you know, my parents passing away and, uh, you know, my wife's parents both passing away and the utter lack of direction um, of... <laughs> of expressing the, you know, any of their wishes uh, as to how they wanted things done. It just left things very, very awkward and, and uncomfortable between the, uh, the remaining kids, you know, and the siblings. And, you know, as I look at things, you know, for myself, and as a lot of you guys have to look at things for yourselves, you know, it's one thing if you don't want to spend money on a funeral, you know, you don't want to, take whatever little bit of life insurance you've been able to put together and say, Hey, make sure you put me in a big white ivory, you know, box with, you know, lights and, 
you know, Chicago Bears logos tattooed to it and, uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, there's a million things you can do depending on, on what you want and how you want it done. But having the discussion, communicating with the people that are going to be sitting here having to make these decisions, that's the part that is your responsibility as a man, as a father, as a husband. And as I've, you know, gone through some of the groups that I'm in and talked to a lot of the guys, uh, you know, that I communicate with on social media, it is amazing to me how many of us haven't had the talk. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, having the talk about, uh, you know, sex ed with, you know, your boys at some point. You, you don't necessarily want to go have it. You're uncomfortable having to go do it. Um, you're not sure how to phrase it and how to make it all seem appropriate, right? But you know that if you don't have the talk, eventually they're going to find these things out on their own. And then it's a little too late. Right? Well, the same thing goes for this. If you don't have the talk, eventually something's going to happen and they're going to have to figure things out on their own. And, uh, you know, so I've, I've recently had talks like this with, uh, with my oldest son, um, especially. Um, my wife and I have spoken about it, you know, before. Uh, but, but I had a talk with my oldest son and I, uh, need to bring my youngest son in on it, you know, and have that discussion with him too. But they all need to know who's doing what. They need to know who's empowered to do what. And they need to know what they've been told to do. And um, when I finally had to sit down and said, listen, I know this is uncomfortable and it, and it just sucks that we have to talk about this. But, you know, I'm, uh, I'm getting older. You know, I'm kind of beat up. The world we live in is insane. Anything can happen. I just want to make sure you know where everything's at, what needs to be done, and how to handle everything. And then we don't have to talk about it again. And I was surprised. Um, I, I, you know, kids are stronger than we think they are, especially if we do everything in our power as fathers to do things right. You know, my son looked me right in the eye and said, okay, what needs to be done? It kind of caught me off guard. I mean, he just manned up like boom and <laughs> said, all right, let's have a talk. And we did. And it wasn't like, oh, dad, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to think about this. This is terrible. He was just like, okay, that's how you want it. Yeah. Repeat it back to me. Okay. This, 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 this. Wow. Yeah. And if this happens. Well, dad, then this. Boom. Done. Check the box. I was amazed at how well it went, how easy it was to have the conversation. And I started talking about it to some people that I know. And again, I was amazed at how none of them, not one, had had this conversation. 
even with their spouse. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to some of them and I finally, you know, one guy, I just said, Hey, listen, I, I, I just got to ask, cause I've heard this, you know, at least 20 times now, what happens if and when? And he just sort of went, I, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it till you brought it up. So brothers today, um, as, as unpleasant as the topic is, I'm bringing it up. Because I'll bet that if I could talk to every one of you that's listening to this right now, most of you have not had the talk. I don't think any of you would argue with me that you have a responsibility in your life right now, as a father, as a husband, to lead your family, to do everything you can to ensure their safety, to ensure their happiness, to ensure their uh, uh, that their potential, uh, you know, can be met. To keep all their options open for them. To serve them. I don't think I'd have that argument. But what we haven't talked about yet is, you still have to do all those things after you're gone. A father's job never ends. It doesn't stop when they're 18. It doesn't stop when they leave home, go off to college. It doesn't stop when they get married, when they get a house, when they live on their own, when they have their own kids. It never stops. And it doesn't stop when you're no longer physically here either. So when you're done listening to this today, do yourselves and your families a favor and spend a few minutes just thinking about it. You know, where are you with it? What kind of life insurance have you got? Where is the actual policy? What needs to be done? If you're not here tomorrow morning, who has to go find it? Could they find the phone number or the website or whatever it is? Would they know where to go and how to even access it? Would they know what you want done with it? And guys, this doesn't require hundreds of dollars or anything. I mean, you can get a will on LegalZoom for like 14 bucks. And if you've got a complicated situation and you're doing well and you've got assets and, you know, stocks and bonds and funds and, you know, accounts and things like that, I mean, does anybody else know? Everything that you have, where it all is, how to access it all. Is there a list someplace, an envelope with passwords and logins and everything else that people are going to need to know? Or are you really planning on keeping all of that to yourself? And then when you're gone, your family doesn't get any of it because they literally can't find it. It's just not that tough to have the talk. And I'm telling you, I just had it. And I'm encouraging all of you to put a few minutes of thought into that. And you know what? Once you've done that, 
You don't need to sit there like Dr. Death and worry about it after that. You know what? Do that. Get it done. Check the box and move on. Once you've had the talk, you're done. So do yourself a favor. Cross that off your list. Move forward and get on with it. Enough of that. I'm going to have to pause for just a moment and uh, enjoy a sip of my favorite beverage. And if you are a friend of the podcast, you know that I'm drinking Freedom Hill Coffee. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful, deep, dark, rich roast. Fantastic stuff. You can find them at, at Freedom Hill Coffee on Instagram and check them out. And uh, I'm telling you, once you try this, you will never go back. So give it a look, give it a, give it a shout and, um, give it a taste. You will not regret it. One more of those before we get going. <clears throat> there we are. All righty. And now for the second part of our show, the, uh, the second thing I want to talk about, and that is the other conversation that we need to have, uh, especially with our, our kids that are, um, in their late teens, they're finishing up high school, they're getting ready to go to college, they're getting ready to go off on their own, whatever the case might be. We assume a lot of things as parents. We assume that our kids understand um, certain things about life. That, you know, when you live in an apartment or a house, that you have to pay rent or a mortgage. That when you live in a, a home, you have to pay for the electricity and the gas. In many cases, the water. The trash. You assume that they understand that there's a cable bill or an internet bill of some kind. So that everybody can have that wonderful thing that we all need called Wi-Fi. You assume that they know that groceries cost money. You assume that they know that when they go to the gas station and they put gas in the car, that that is a necessity so that they can get to their jobs to make money and that they have to plan for that every week. You assume a lot of these things. When you start having the conversation, like I just did uh, with my youngest, they know these things, but they haven't run the numbers. And if you've got teenage kids and they are thinking about going off on their own, considering moving out and you know starting their lives, even if they're going away to school – and they have financial aid and things, there are still bills that are going to need to be paid. There's still, you know, additional spending that has to happen. There's groceries, you know, whatever it might be. And I want to encourage you to have this discussion and literally run the numbers. And a conversation that I just ended up having, you know, went kind of like this, um, I'm not sure where you're listening from, of course. Um, we have international listeners, you know, at this point. So um 
you know, here in the Midwest, you know, it is, uh, you know, somewhere around $1,500 for rent. You've got about $300 worth of utilities between gas and electric and, you know, water. You've uh, most of the time got some sort of a bill for trash. You certainly have uh, an internet um, fee somewhere along the way. Um, if you have a car, you probably have a car payment. Most states mandate that you have insurance. So there's an insurance payment. And so on and so on and so on. As you go down and you list all these things and you attach a value to all of them, you get a total. And that's how much, um, you know, my, my son is, would have to pay over the course of a month if he wanted to move out, get his own place, um, be on his own. Then you back into it and say, all right, if you go out and you get the best job you can get right now, um, even if it's, you know, working in a factory or, um, you know, warehouse, something like that. I mean, whatever it is you're qualified for at, at 18 with no college degree, you know, and big muscles, right? <clears throat> for ease of, of factoring things in, you know, I, I plugged in, you know, 19 bucks an hour which in our area is uh, a, a good job. And uh, you take that times 40 hours, take out you know 25% for taxes every week, and that's your take-home. <laughs> and then we even did it... Uh, we even did it the real estate way. We took... Uh, you know, that's how much you get each week times 52 weeks in a year and divide by 12. And that's how much you get in take-home per month. Because you can't just say four weeks because, you know, obviously there's four and a half weeks in several months, you know, so things don't always work that way. There are a few months in a year where you get, you know, five paychecks instead of four if you're getting paid every week, you know, so on and so forth. So we went through that exercise and um, we literally listed all of the expenses and talked about why you have to have them and, and what they're for. And um, then we, we listed this is if you can get a job making this much money, this is what you would be bringing home and what you'll have. And this is how much you have left. Once you pay all your bills and, and you're living every month, this is what you have left. It was uh, enlightening, to say the least. Kids today um, seem to have a very romanticized view of going off on their own. And they think that they can, you know, go to school full time and work full time and, you know, have the life they want to have. Or they figure they can go to school full time and work part time and still have all the things they want to have. You know, they think that they're going to leave school and get into a house like their parents live in, <laughs> you know, and, um, or get jobs making the money that their parents make. 
you know, and that's whether or not their parents have college degrees or whether they've got uh, certificates or whether they, you know, have been through an apprenticeship program or, you know, have they simply put in 10, 20, 30 years at the place they're at and worked their way up. And kids today really don't understand the idea of entry level starting at the bottom. This is what I'll probably be able to get. And this is what life costs. And I have to be honest with you. As I went through all the numbers, I was really stunned as to how bad things have gotten when you look at cost. <laughs> you know, I knew um, because we keep track of receipts and, uh, you know, budget and everything else. And I knew that our groceries were costing a hell of a lot more. Um, than they had in the past. But when I ran those numbers for my son, I was blown away. And my wife and I looked at each other like, wow, can you believe that's what we're actually spending on this? I mean, Jesus. It's not how things used to be. So this exercise is good. Uh, not only for your kids, uh, but for you as well <laughs> in a lot of ways, because it sort of puts you and them on the same page of raw understanding of the facts. And the reason that I, I think that we need to do this is because kids today, oh my God, they're under more pressure than, than ever before. And, you know, as I watch, you know, uh, you know, my son and his girlfriend, you know, making plans for their future. I, these are two great kids who are both really smart and accomplished already at their young ages. And, you know, my son already has the, the right ideas of, you know, investing young so that he can work the compound effect and, be benefiting from, you know, uh, growth over time with stocks, with bonds, with real estate. He already wants to be doing things like that. And what he found out was, you know, working a job full time and, and being a responsible, hardworking young man is going to barely pay his bills, let alone give him any room to invest and do what he wants. And now I give him all the credit in the world because his response to all of this was, well, then I need a second job. He didn't even blink. And he said, if that's what I have to do, I'll get a second job because I've got to be able to do this. And <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I got to admit there was quite a bit of pride that, that came out of dear old dad when those, those words came out. So, um, because he didn't sit there and go, oh, this is terrible. I don't know what to do and, and just, you know, sink into a depression about it. He just went, well, if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. And I guess I need to find a way to handle it. And to watch an almost 18-year-old young man just gather up his power like that and face, you know, the fire the way he did was... gratifying as a dad. 
But the entire conversation left my wife and I going, you know, we've done a, we thought a pretty good job of, you know, informing our, our boys about the world and letting them know, Hey, here's these things. These things cost money. You know, it's not like you go, Oh, Hey, the cable bill is this much money and you know, we don't have enough money to pay it and blah, blah, blah. But they've lived through a lot of financial hardship right along with us. You know, I'm not going to go into my story. That's, uh, you know, from episode one, if you haven't heard it, I recommend you go back and listen to that episode. Um, you know, I built myself up from nothing. I reached the heights that I had always wanted to hit and lost every last drop of it. And it's taken a long time to build it back up. And my boys have lived through that. And they've seen what that meant. They have a a deeper appreciation of money and work. They have a, a different idea of the value of things because of that hardship that they went through. And, um, Gosh, even with all of that, they still didn't really understand what they were facing as they went out into the world. So I am encouraging all of you to have that talk as well. Most of you, just from conversations I've had with you guys, most of you guys have budgets of some kind. Share them. A lot of guys our age, you know, we have this idea that we have to shield our kids from everything in the world and we can't let any drop of negativity hit them, right? And that's noble. We also have this sort of uh, misplaced pride in the amount of money we bring home, right? As men. And we're like, hey, you know, my self-worth is derived from what my salary is. Old tapes, still playing, still rolling hard. Your kids have an idea of what you make. But it's a good idea to show them on paper what you make. What you and your wife bring home if you both work. The expenses that you deal with every day. And we've done that, you know, here and there and on and off. And and I really thought that we had covered it pretty well. But my son's an incredibly smart young man. And when he and I had the talk, I, I was face to face with the fact that I simply had not covered it as well as I thought I had. When I talk to you guys on here, I try to come from the heart. I try to come from a place of of just raw honesty. I try to come from a place of truth. And I'm telling you that you guys need to have this talk. 
And many of you are probably like me. You think you've had the talk. You think you've covered these bases. You've probably had some discussions. But you know, until you write it all down, list it all out, show the budget, show an income, and run the actual numbers, it just doesn't hit home. And they deserve that from us. So, gentlemen, let's let's buck up. We're all worried about what our next step is. We're all worried about trying to grow. We're worried about trying to uh, improve ourselves. You know, we want to level up. We want to level up in our physical fitness and our businesses and our uh, in our jobs. You know, with our families and uh, our relationships. I mean, hey. These are great things. It's stuff we talk about all the time. But at the end of the day, there are certain boxes that we need to make sure we're checking on our list of, you know, hey, man, you're a dad. Get it done. So do yourselves a favor and add to your to-do list these two conversations. You will not regret it. And your kids will take it much better than you're probably thinking they will right now. And I'm telling you, once you have those conversations, moving forward is is a much different experience. You're moving forward with actual concrete information. You're moving forward with fact. You're moving forward with uh, awareness. And just that little bit of you know, like I said, awareness and, and knowledge can take an immense amount of stress off these young people and allow them to start making some good decisions about where they want to go and how they want to get there. You're the husband, you're the dad, you're the man. It's your job. Let's do our jobs, gentlemen. Let's do them well. Because your family is worth it. And you just got to believe it. Until next time.